Every parent has heard it because every child has said it. It's usually the third word a child will say. First is mama. Second is daddy. And third is why. As in, why do I have to eat peas? Which leads to the fourth answer that every parent will give. Because I told you so. That's because the first three answers didn't work. And because I told you so doesn't usually work much better, but at least it ends the conversation. That question, why, however annoying it might be, is actually a very important question. One of the most significant miracles in the Old Testament is the parting of the Red Sea. It becomes a foundational event for the nation of Israel. And an understanding of why that's so foundational is important, not just for Old Testament history, but for this week that we pause to give thanks. We need to remember why God blesses us the way that He does. And the reason that He parted the Red Sea is the same reason that He blesses us. God blesses us so that we will know that He is God. We have reason to give thanks. The people of Israel certainly did at this particular point in Exodus chapter 14. They had been in what appeared to be an absolutely hopeless situation. They were trapped with mountains on each side with the Egyptian army right behind them. They had nowhere to go. Things looked bleak. And then God stepped in. He parted the waters of the Red Sea so that the people of Israel could walk across on dry land. And when the Egyptian army tried to pursue them, God closed the waters upon them, defeating the entire army. Verse 30 in Exodus chapter 14 sums it up. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Now, there were actually four miracles that occurred in this extraordinary day at the Red Sea. First, God's presence in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. That protected the nation of Israel in this interim time as they were watching God about to work. It kept the Egyptian army from immediately attacking them. Second, God caused the waters of the Red Sea to part. Third, He dried out the land so that the people could walk across on dry land. And then finally, as the Egyptian army tried to follow, God closed the waters of the Red Sea upon them, protecting the nation of Israel. What the people of Israel witnessed that day was nothing short of the hand of God delivering them. It was obvious. You couldn't miss it. But the reality was, God had been delivering them all along. He had delivered them from famine by placing Joseph in exactly the circumstances he needed so that he would be in exactly the place that he needed to be so that he could not only save the nation of Egypt from famine, but also could save the nation of his family uh, from Israel from famine, which was the whole reason why the nation of Israel was in Egypt in the first place. And then as the years go by, the Pharaohs forgot who Joseph was. And as you know, the people of Israel became enslaved in Egypt. And God brought them Moses, 
whose life was perfectly prepared for exactly what needed to happen. He had grown up in the courts of Pharaoh, so he knew exactly how to go before the Pharaoh and argue the nation of Israel's case. And as a shepherd, he had learned the ins and outs of surviving in the wilderness. So he was perfectly prepared to lead the nation of Israel through the wilderness. God had delivered the nation of Israel through the plagues that had descended upon Egypt. Plagues that, you'll remember, did not affect the people of Israel. And finally, protecting them from the angel of death in that final plague. An event they would go on to celebrate every year as what we know of as Passover. And now, God delivered them again through the waters of the Red Sea. If the people of Israel had missed it the first several times God had delivered them, surely they wouldn't miss it this time. And at least initially they didn't. In a moment we'll see what their realization of God's deliverance in their life did for them. But first, we need to be aware of something this morning. You need to be aware of something this morning. We have reason to give thanks today. Because God delivers us too. (laughs) You know how when you do the same thing over and over again, sometimes you don't notice it anymore? It just becomes routine and and you almost don't even realize it's there anymore. Uh, I stayed in a home in Southern California in Los Angeles and I was with a college group that was doing a mission trip there in L.A., and it was a very nice home and a very nice neighborhood. But on the third day we were there, we walked outside, and I looked up, and there was a mountain. <laughs> their, their house uh, was in, located where you could see the San Gabriel Mountains from their backyard. But because of the smog in L.A. for the first two days that I'd been there, I didn't see this mountain. And then all of a sudden on the third day, there it was. And I, and I walked out in their yard, and I was just looking up at this mountain. And then the people that, that lived there saw, saw me standing there looking at this mountain and said, what are you looking at? And I said, I'm looking at that mountain. Where did that come from? And they shrugged and went on about their business. And I realized something, that even without the smog, they didn't see the mountain anymore either. They were used to it. They saw it every day. It was always there. And so after a while, they didn't even notice it anymore. Don't allow that to happen in your life when it comes to the blessings of God. For some of us, we've been so blessed, we don't notice it anymore. It's the mountain in our backyard. Sometimes obscured by the fog of life, sometimes simply unseen by our indifference. God's still there. He's still at work. He's still blessing us. We just don't see it. But there's a cure for that. Thankfulness. This week of Thanksgiving, take some time to stop from all the activities and from all the the things that surround us all the time and just survey your life. Take a look at what God has been doing. And I guarantee you, you're going to see God's handiwork all along the way. Sometimes in places where you didn't realize He was there working at the time. And don't just do it this week. 
make thankfulness a constant practice in your life. Or as the Apostle Paul to it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. You'll be amazed at all the things in your life for which you can be thankful. And a life of thankfulness leads to something else. It not only reminds us of all the reasons we have to give thanks, a life of thankfulness leads us to worship. When the people of Israel recognize what had happened, when they recognize God has delivered us from the nation of Israel, something happened. It's recorded in verse 31. And when the Israelites saw the great power of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in Him and in Moses, His servant. The reality was, as magnificent as the parting of the Red Sea was, this was the real miracle. The plagues, the parting of the Red Sea... All of those were great things to have experienced. All of those were great things to have been present to see. But the greatest, the the moment of truth, the point of all those events happens in this verse. The people feared God and put their trust in Him. The transformation of the nation which is the real miracle here. You see, the waters of the Red Sea, they would return to normal. The fish would swim by, just as they always had. The waters would ebb and flow, just as they always had. But the people worshiping God, that changed things. Had the people of Israel remembered this, they would have saved themselves a lot of sandal leather. (laughs) Because they were going to see some more miracles. They were going to see some more evidence of God. They were going to receive manna in the wilderness. They were going to receive water from a rock in the middle of the desert. And much, much more. But still, these same people who had seen all the plagues, who would seen the Red Sea parted, the manna from heaven, the water from the rock, everything else they would still walk right up to the border of the promised land and turn back. Why? Why did they do that? They forgot to fear and trust God. This generation, the same one that on this day that's described here, that walked through the dry land looking at the waters on each side, watched the army of Egypt be defeated, this same generation would wander around in the desert until another generation had risen up that would trust God and fear Him. And that generation would be the one that would cross the Jordan River on dry land and see the walls of Jericho fall. The greatest miracle of all was the one they desperately needed to remember but kept forgetting, as the prophet Jeremiah would later record in Jeremiah 30. So you will be my people, and I will be your God. That's the miracle. 
The greatest miracle of all was the miracle that you received when you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. The Gospel of John describes it this way in John chapter 1. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's the miracle. I did not see the only tornado I've ever actually personally experienced. When we were living in Texas, I was installing a ceiling fan, which had nothing to do with the tornado. (laughs) But that particular project went about like most of the projects that I do. As I was installing the fan, I didn't have half of what I needed, so I had to go back to the hardware store and get some parts and got back. Still didn't have all that I needed. had to go back to the store again to get some parts and that went on for most of the afternoon. And on, on the third trip, as I was going back into town, I noticed that it was raining really hard, but I didn't really think anything about it. Well, after I finished the job, Marcia called me to see if I was all right. Now, I know that I'm not really good at, at, at jobs, but, you know, installing a ceiling fan usually does not risk bodily injury. Although I did injure myself installing a ceiling fan once, but that's another story. <laughs> But that wasn't what she was calling about. She wasn't calling about the fan. She had heard news reports that a tornado had gone right through the neighborhood where we lived. And sure enough, I looked outside and where our house was. We lived in a house that adjoined to a property where the church where our servant was. I looked out and there was this giant tree that had fallen over in, in the yard of the church. And as Marcia was describing this to me, she told me, I said, well, what time did all this happen? She told me the time, and I, and I realized the timing was exactly during that time that I was driving from my house back to the hardware store that third time to get some more parts. And I had driven through this tornado without even realizing it was going on. Worship that next week was a little different for me. <laughs> Because I recognized that God was there even though I didn't know it and even though I didn't realize that he needed to be there. Now, I do suspect he had put the angels on high alert because I was installing that ceiling fan. You guys need to watch out for him. But God was protecting me even when I didn't know that I needed it. I realized it could have very easily been my car rather than that tree that got picked up in the storm. When we begin to realize God's presence, when we begin to recognize His ministry in our life, especially when we recognize that through the grace of Christ, we have been made children of God. We have reason to give thanks. Take some time this week. It'll be a busy week and you'll have lots of family in and you're in all the hubbub and the hectic nature of the week. Find a quiet place and just survey through the last year. And ask God to show you all the times that He was there. Even those times that you didn't realize you needed Him to be there. Even those times that you didn't realize that He delivered you. And, and I, I, 
I can't guarantee this. I'm not God. But, but I, I, when I do this, it happens every time I do it. When I look back over the last few months and I begin to think about things that have happened in my life, God starts showing me the mountains in the backyard. The times that He was there working in my life that I just didn't see it. And part of that is because God is always working and I become so used to it that I don't notice it anymore. I don't want that to happen. And again, the cure for that, the answer for that is thankfulness. Be thankful for all the ways that God continues to work in your life. All the ways that He continues to protect you. All the ways He continues to watch over you. And don't just do that this week. <laughs> Live a life continually in thankfulness. Continually giving your thanks to God for all that He has done. We have reason to be thankful. Heavenly Father, help us. I know I am guilty of this so very often. I think we all are. That we take for granted the blessings that you put into our life. Sometimes we don't even recognize that they're there. Because we're so used to your graciousness. We're so used to your mercy that that we don't see it anymore. So God, help us to stop and be thankful. To give you praise for all that you have done for all the ways you manifest your power and your mercy and your grace all around us. And we pray you would do that even here in this place this morning. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.